Hello, hello, and welcome back to I'm Sorry What the Podcast. I'm Ashley Sleek. Happy to be here with you all today, wherever you're listening, whether it's working from home and you're blasting me while doing a spreadsheet, or maybe you are driving somewhere, of course, keeping your mask on and being safe because holy shit, nothing's changed. We are still in a pandemic. It was actually really funny because for work today, I was talking to someone in Chicago and I don't know if he maybe kind of forgot that uh, I was in California or, you know, I don't think he was trying to be shady, but, you know, he's like, oh, we have it pretty well here. You know, uh, cases kind of rose around 4th of July, but, you know, we're really lucky to be here and not in, you know, one of the other states whose cases are really high. And I was like, you mean like California? <laughs> He's like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, it's pretty embarrassing that we uh, beat Florida. I think that's California is one of wor- one of our worst, uh, worst things that we've done is get beat or beat out Florida for COVID because, you know, I, I don't want to say it's the worst thing we've done because we have Hollywood. So uh, I'm sure a lot of horrible, horrible things, um, of course, come out of there. But I just mean for the sake of this joke that, yeah, uh, we we uh, we have more COVID than Florida. So and they even opened Disney World and Disneyland still shut. So shade to be thrown. Anyways, hi. Uh, it's been a fabulous weekend for me. So i um, recording on Monday and today is the first time probably since COVID started that I woke up with my alarm today. I was not a snoozy poozy uh, today. <laughs> I really hate that I said snoozy poozy and I know I have full authority and power to cut it out, but we're leaving it because that's just the day we're having. Uh, anyway, so my alarm went off today and I, I just woke up with my alarm and I was like, OK, girl, this is it. You're already up. Go get on the bike. Go work out. Let's do some shit. Let's straighten your hair. Let's like, you know, get your ass together a little bit. So I did. And I have to say I have a great energy today. This is giving me morning show radio Ashley energy vibes. I used to be able to do so much. I would work the morning show with Dre and then I would go work for Cron4 News and then drive all around the Bay Area promoting Cron4 News. And then I would come back and like work a night event. Or when I was still working at Chipotle, I would like do work a eight hour shift at Chipotle and then like go do a radio event, which is not a brag in any sort because I'm sure everyone's doing the same or like a reminisce, though. You know, if somebody asks me to, you know, leave the house now after 6 p.m., I have a hard time. And, you know, this is something actually more COVID me. I I did get tired, uh, you know, towards the end of my time in morning radio at Wine Country Radio, where I actually had to ask to, you know, not work night events to be a morning show host because it was just way too much for me. And then, you know, in Oregon, I was just a depressed bitch, so it doesn't count. But, you know, when I was here, too, I'd still go to work and, like, have drinks after work and do fun things. And COVID's really ruining my social game. I'm kind of worried about it because I think one of my signature signature moves or, you know, defining quali- 
qualities, qualifications, qualities of myself is my very high level of energy and social enthusiasm. So I really am worried about losing that. Like I want to be able to go back to doing things every single night. And now you might be thinking, okay, Ashley, but COVID's here to teach everybody a lesson. It is yours not to slow the fuck down. And like, Maybe it was, and and I'm learning-ish, but also I just want to, like, see people. I love seeing people. I'm a two. I like people, and I like attention. This is very hard for me. So, anyways, not that it's harder for anyone else. I, I luckily am, I'm feeling for all of my friends that have big events, but I am in a very, very lucky, privileged moment where, you know, I don't have a wedding or a graduation, but I feel for all these you know, weddings that I'm in. And it's just such a tough time and teachers and all this stuff. We need to protect our teachers at all fucking costs. Can I just say how obnoxious it is to me how bad we treat teachers? And obviously, I'm not a teacher, nor have I ever planned to be because I do not have the patience to do child stuff all the time, like teach the youth, deal with it. The only thing I would like about being a teacher is I saw this TikTok about two teachers who always text each other the drama. Now, now that I would love. It would be hard for me not to get involved and pick a side because I did coach lacrosse and, uh, you know, I loved hearing everything that was going on with them, but it was hard for me if they had drama with each other because I do not like friends fighting and I just wanted them to make up and I didn't want to pick a side, you know, so that, that part's really hard. Uh, so I, I do miss coaching, but I just don't think I could be a teacher. That just takes so much strength. And these are the people that were like underpaying and then being like, oh, by the way, uh, we're not going to do anything about gun control, but we're just going to send your ass back. And then, you know, we all get in COVID and everyone's like, we need to praise our teachers because now we're having to teach our shitty kids. I'm not saying your kids shitty, but I'm just saying there are shitty kids out there. And then we go back to being like, oh, whatever, they can get COVID. I am sure, I mean, I'm a member, as we like to joke and say, I'm a member of the vulnerable community. And you're going to tell me that there are not other teachers out there who have, not other as in me, but just, you're going to tell me there's not another teacher out there that has Crohn's or lupus or fibromyalgia or something worse. You know what I mean? You're really going to tell me that they're all in perfect tip-top shape and their immune systems are totally fine to deal with COVID with children. Kids can get it. They know that, right? Everyone knows that. I mean, your damn dog could get it. Okay. So let's like wear a fucking mask and, you know, figure out a safe way to do teaching, whether that's having a full plan Or, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. And I don't come here with solutions to big problems. I do like to give advice on relationships and loving yourself and, you know, body positivity. Those are things I love to talk about. But, you know, I I love to talk about this, too. I just don't I don't really have a solution. But I really, really think that uh, this isn't the one sending them all back. And it's hard because what's so weird about COVID is that every state's handling it differently. But then within the state, different cities and counties are handling it differently. And that is so stressful to me because, you know, you're in one county. I mean, just me going from Sonoma County from um, Alameda County. I mean, so different. For example, I 
I think there's maybe a few wineries in Livermore open. If you are one, let me know if you're in a, if you do it safely. But I just did my first wine tasting up in Sonoma County in Healdsburg this weekend. And actually the way they did it was super awesome. So they had two different bar kind of tables, um, tasting tables outside. I would say we were like maybe 12 feet apart from the other person. And then it was just two people that could make a reservation. So me and Haley went, we had one reservation and then this guy and his, you know, uh, girlfriend, best friend, I don't know, someone was at the other one, but we were super apart. We had, we didn't share a, a pour. There was like, you know, our person, she hand sanitized all the time, you know, it actually felt pretty safe and normal. Uh, but it's just so interesting. Cause she was like, Oh, you live in Livermore. I'm, yeah. I love wine, but we can't do that here. But it's only took me about an hour and a half to eat here and I'm doing it here. So it's really, really weird. And honestly, I don't know the right answer. I don't know where to stand. I mean, I, I could see someone listening to this podcast. I mean, like, why the hell did you go to a winery? And I don't, wouldn't have a very good answer for them. It's just this whole kind of tricky, tricky thing. And all of that rant is to say that the bottom line is we need to protect each other. We need to fucking protect our teachers. Like, let's just stop being dicks to them because they are educating and responsible for the next generation. Uh, Speaking of generations, I just have to throw this out there because I saw this uh, TikTok that made me laugh. And I I know that uh, Trump, dumpy Trumpy, was trying to ban TikTok. And then TikTok, if you are not on there, the TikTok account itself had kind of posted this thing, um, a video on their page that was like, it was the creator of TikTok, I guess. And she was like, uh, yeah, we're not going anywhere. Thank you, America, for your support. You're going to be fine, which is amazing. I love the shade throwing all about it. Let's take Dumpy Trumpy down all day, every day. So also, (laughs) anyway, so I saw this TikTok and uh, it was this guy who said, I think that this is the first time an older generation is standing the younger generation. And he said, I'm a millennial and I stand Gen Z. He's all boomers do not stand us though. And that cannot be more spot on. I Stan Gen Z so hard. I mean, they kind of tricked us out with the Tide Pod sitch, but you know what? They really brought it back around. And I like to pretend to be an honorary Gen Z, but it's so true. Millennials are like, yes, queen, get it. And you know probably why? I mean, they're kind of being like raised. Their older sisters are millennials. They're, you know, some of their teachers might be millennials. I just, you know, we're really doing it well. Okay. So let's just keep uplifting the younger generations. Let's take over. Let's get in a good spot where everyone is treating equal, 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 equal across the board. Okay. Everyone's treated equal and let's get that shit done. So I love that. Gen Z, want you to know, as a millennial, I stan you. <laughs> you know, uh, last week we talked a little bit about the Ellen DeGeneres show. And, you know, something's happening right now where they're in a major investigation. The Ellen DeGeneres show is in so much trouble. And that's really hard because Ellen herself was kind of this, 
you know, really powerful icon that you kind of, you know, she won a medal, you know what I mean? She was just really highly regarded. So it's kind of crazy because there actually was a former Ellen producer who has labeled her as toxic and describes the show as a culture of fear. Now, what's extra interesting about this is that people are saying that the show is going to not go on, you know, that that the show is going to be canceled, which if you remember, there were all those rumors and whispers and weird things about Ellen kind of hinting to the fact that they were not going to continue the show. Uh, I think it was supposed to be this year, 2020. But then she came out and was like, just kidding. I'm still doing my show. But maybe they just can't take the heat. If she was already on her way out and now she's kind of getting shit all over. I get it. I get why you just be like, okay, well, this points my exit. But I also wouldn't want to leave on such a bad note. I hope it's not true. I've heard rumors from people that have said that she's not very nice. And I don't know, maybe it's just all of that power and fame or that she was just tired that day. It's really hard to say with celebrities because they got to be on all the time. So I don't really know what it is. But here's one thing I'm not liking, okay? There are talks of James Corden replacing Ellen. Now, I want to make it very clear that I stan the shit out of James Corden. He is unproblematic. He's funny as fuck. He is relatable. He is great to watch. And I love him. Now, I would like to say I think it is a little bit of a step backwards if we replace a lesbian woman with just another white man. You know, and I'm not saying that we should decide based off you know, gender and skin tone. I think we should go with pure raw talent, but I would like to suggest because I saw this on Instagram. Now, I have been following this girl for so long, um, Nina Parker. She's on E! If you haven't seen her, I believe she's on Daily Pop. I know she's on Night Pop. And she also, you know, interviews people on the red carpet. And she posted today, like, screenshots of people on Twitter saying for her to replace Ellen. You guys... This girl is so funny to watch. She's so real. She's authentic. I super, super love her. And um, if you don't follow her, her Instagram handle is at mzgossipgirl, like Ms. Gossip Girl. And I mean, obviously, she doesn't need my fucking endorsement because I'm like a no one to her. But I just have to say how much I freaking am obsessed with her. And I would love, 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 love first for her to get her own show so good um I would also suggest maybe Jeannie from The Real but I really love The Real and I wouldn't want that show to end but she's also mega talented and super just you know relatable like I said and and great and those would be my top two candidates and I would love to hear who you would think what you'd want to replace Ellen or if you even want her off the air in general. If you're like, wait, why are we even having this conversation? I don't want her on. Hit me up on Instagram at Ashley Sleek Ashley with two E's, of course. But you know that because you're on my podcast. Um, Yeah, I also found it interesting. And I don't know the answer to this question. And maybe everyone knows. But, you know, when you're canceled on social media, do you think there is a timeline of when you get to come back? Because I'm starting to see some canceled people come back or they're coming back extra hard. So Jeffree Star is someone that I already had followed beforehand and didn't end up unfollowing. 
uh, with all of his BS that he was going through. But I, I, I actually don't know what it was, but I know he did bad things. So that's why I said BS because he's a bullshit. I just don't know what it is. And I should have looked into it, like I said before. But, you know, we all make mistakes. But I noticed that since he was, quote unquote, canceled on the Internet, he's posting so much more than I've seen him post in the last, you know, few, few months for sure. And I just found that so interesting. And then I saw Leah Michelle post again. Now, Leah did come back to Instagram on uh, in Twitter, maybe the day uh, they found Naya's body and then. It's Corey's uh, anniversary of his death. So she posted a black and white photo on her Instagram story of both of them. I don't really believe there was any words, but, you know, it would have been bad. I think she needed to express her grief. Um, Any long post, she probably would have said the wrong thing. So I actually think no words was great. But she posted a picture today of her with her, you know, she's just on a beach, uh, you know, pregnant belly out. I have to be honest, it's kind of a weird picture. And I feel that if you're going to come back to social media after being canceled, like at least post, I don't know, a good picture. Is that rude for me to say? I don't know. I would just kind of think, you know, when you get canceled, you take that time to get educated and come back. But how does one come back? Leah, we're going to take you on a walk on the beach. We're going to take this really weird half naked photo of you showing off your belly Show off that baby bump. Let's get those those mom the mom card going. You know, like whose decision was it to post that that picture? I'm just cur- I'm just a little curious. I'm not saying it was right or wrong. I don't know when they should come back. I think Leah is a absolute diva psycho. Uh, I I you know, she like is Rachel Berry, and that's kind of terrifying. But but also makes sense. I'm not totally surprised. So yeah. So interesting, you guys. Oh, also, I meant to tell you all. So I went up uh, to see Haley, who I'm her maid of honor this weekend. And, you know, we were wine tasting, whatever. We got drunk. And it's so funny because I really feel that drunk wedding planning for me, I've done this. I've been a maid of honor three times. I have not done drunk wedding planning with my sister because, you know, that's not her thing. But me and Kim, when we were in Sam's wedding, we definitely did drunk wedding planning. And we ended up with these god awful, sparkly pink dresses for bridesmaids dresses off Amazon. And Poor Kim was the only one who bought one and or she bought it like to try. And then I can't remember. I think the returning was totally like twice the price or something crazy like that. I'll have to ask her for reference. But, you know, we didn't quite necessarily succeed. Now, Haley and I, we did some drunk planning and I didn't even remember half the shit we did. It was amazing. I mean, I remember when we booked hair and makeup. Very excited about that. And then we... We booked the Airbnb for uh for the Bachelorette and I was like, oh shit, we did that? And <laughs> and I had to go back because I, you know, got a lot of money in Apple Cash and I was like, why did I do that? And I was like, oh yeah, because I booked a whole Airbnb on my card. But I have to say, so for my fellow maid of honors, bridesmaids, um, not fellow brides, I think I need to give you like a drunk plan and and not drunk plan. Like there's some things that you absolutely can drunk plan for your wedding. And there are things that you should not do. 
Okay, so we're going to break it down. Hair and makeup was something that Haley and I did when we were drunk, but we knew who we were talking to. Like I wasn't drunk. I wasn't blacked out yet. Like I was, we were on the second glass of wine, I believe. You know, we knew who we were going to. Now, if you do not, you could end up with something a little crazy. So I wouldn't totally recommend that. Now, the bachelorette house, that was a good one because you are going to be drunk in that house. So you might as well get into full character. This is what I think method acting is like. So if you just get drunk and then pick the house, that's a good plan. Now, the problem is you have to already like have some locked in that fit in your arena. So, you know, have some on a side Google spreadsheet and then just look at those ones because you want to make sure you have the right amount of people, you're in the price range, all that stuff. So, you know, I recommend that part. And you don't have the stress of going back and forth. You're just whimsical. You're like, whatever. Bridesmaids dresses, as I said, are an absolute no. Do not pick these when you're drunk or your wedding dress. We all saw that episode of New Girl. If you have not, watch it. Winston and Cece do a classic Winston and Cece mess around and they go get their wedding dress and it's super hideous and Jess has to fix it. It's a whole thing. Uh, you know, we did work on the website when we were, you know, a little tipsy, I think. I don't know if we were fully there yet. So if, if you want to have accurate, accurate information on there, I would go ahead and maybe skip that. Uh, I also wouldn't suggest we didn't do this, but I would like to just throw it out there that the guest list, the final guest list for your bachelorette party should not be made when you're drunk also, because you do not want to when you're drunk. I mean, I can't speak for everyone, but I know me. Every person is so important to me. I want like 18 bridesmaids, which could honestly still happen, but I want every single person there and it's so crazy. So, you know, it's probably a better decision to make when you're sober. Now, the most important decision to make while you're already drunk is how much alcohol you need for the bachelorette party. Because think about it, it's just two of you, or maybe a little bit more, and you're just planning the bachelorette party, and that's how much alcohol you are drinking. Now, that's good to know. If you two can kill that in one night on your own, just planning the batch, imagine what all eight of you are going to do in a house just locked up together. Okay, so I'm telling you, these are some of the things you can do drunk and sober and, you know, just have fun with it. The The funniest thing that happened was at some point we're going to go to Scottsdale, but there was a conversation about us going to Palm Springs. And if you don't know, I've been a maid of honor three times. So Sam and my sister and Haley and for Sam's and my sister's we went to Palm Springs. So I was like, is this just it? Is this what happens to me? Like, if I'm your maid of honor, we absolutely have to go to Palm Springs. <laughs> uh, we ended up, you know, committing to Scottsdale. But Julie said it could have been my thing. Like, oh, if you want me, I'm really good at Palm Springs. So, you know, if you ever need any bachelorette questions or wedding questions, please hit me up because I have a vast array of knowledge I don't quite know what to do with. And uh, I'll just keep trying to share it as as we go. Now, we've got a short time left for an I'm sorry what, and this is going to be a quick one because I've ranted about this before, but I just need to get it out again. Like, why is it so hard to lose weight? I'm really considering starting kind of a blog about it because I think it's a mental thing. And there was a time where I was like, you know, I'm really trying to work on looking in the mirror and liking myself. And when I was doing that shit really well, which I was for a little bit there, I 
felt like I was losing weight. You know what I mean? Like I could feel it. I And I don't know if it was just in my head or whatever, but right now I am not loving the way I am looking in that mirror. And it's so frustrating because I'll work so hard. And then I just, you know, eat on the weekends. Like who doesn't, you know, have some bottles of wine and it just goes away. Like how come weekend calories really can't count. You know what I mean? I just don't get it. When God or whoever made us or Beyonce, she she couldn't have been like, okay, here's what we're going to do, you guys. If you swear it, if you swear you're going to work out five days a week and you're going to stay on your Weight Watchers and you're going to eat only in your points range, then Friday from 5 p.m., to Sunday at 7 p.m., you are allowed to eat and get as ratchet as you want. You know what I mean? Like, why was that not the plan? I don't, I don't get it. I'm just really annoyed because it's so hard to stay consistent. And that's just me ranting about it. But just so you know, you can do it, you guys, and we're gonna do it. And I'm, and I'm really telling you, I don't know, a blog might come about this, who knows. But when I was so positive in my mind about it, it was going so much better. And right now I'm kind of in a negative place. I'm hoping if I just kind of get it out on the podcast and if you're listening to this and you might be sharing the same frustrations, maybe you hear it on the podcast and now together we're going to make the decision that from here on out, we're going to go back to the positivity. I mean, hey, I woke up with my alarm today and did a little workout. So can you, boo? So let's do this together. We're going to be focused because I'm sorry what... We have, we have to be our best selves because COVID gave us literally no other option. You know what I mean? (laughs) Okay, you guys, ladies, gentlemen, friends, people of the world, people's dogs who are listening and they're like, who is this girl? I just want you to know that if I was there, I'd be giving you all the butt scratchies and boops on the nose if I was there. And I'm talking about the dogs, not you humans, you freakazoids. And okay, I... I always say I love doing this podcast so, so much. So if you could please do me the biggest solid of liking and commenting, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts. You can subscribe on SoundCloud. I just really want to do this forever, you guys. So if you help me out, if you want to be on the podcast, feel free to message me. If you have suggestions, if you have constructive feedback, it's better to give it to me over text. Um, I told my boss I have sad eyes when I get feedback and I still like getting it. It's just like my face can't handle it because my I don't know how to turn off my emotions. So either way, I'm sad, but I'm enjoying it. You know what I mean? It's like when I, you're listening to folklore and you're like, I'm so depressed, but I'm also loving every minute of it. That's what it's like when I get feedback. <laughs> don't forget to be so nice to yourself. Don't forget that the killers of Breonna Taylor are still not brought to justice. So please sign your petitions and and do what you can and donate and love the shit out of yourself. Okay. Okay. Bye.